Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. This is uh, our podcast uh, to introduce uh, our current students to students I've known or students at universities I've known uh, who uh, are readily uh, sharing their insights, life on campus, and even giving advice regarding uh, how to deal with uncertainty during these crazy times. So my guest today is Nirvik Barua, uh, their friend's son, and uh, he's based out of uh, Singapore right now. He graduated from Tanglin Trust School in Singapore and um, found a spot at the coveted Stanford University's computer science department uh, as, as, at his undergrad, uh, for his undergrad. So Nirvik, the first question to you, I know you've been <laughs> just watching you grow up. I know you've been a super enthusiastic uh, techie or, you know, the person who sort of always surrounded himself with uh, tech ideas and projects and hackathons. But what was it really like when you stepped foot in, uh, on Stanford and then figure out that there are so many great kids out there with similar interests? Uh, did it meet your expectations? And how did you get involved in the first few weeks, months? And how did you settle down? Yeah, so of course, it's a bit unnerving to arrive in a place like Stanford and see so many other students who have done so much in computer science and their fields in general. But from my experience so far in my past year, the students in Stanford are very hardworking, but they're also very friendly and very humble. So unlike other universities, they're competitive. So because of that, I didn't find there's much of a curve to settling in because everyone's really welcoming in the department. Right. So in terms of the academic choices you had to make early on and you've completed a full year, what kind of advising support did you get? And I know you've already done uh, advanced level CS and you're currently a uh, teaching assistant for the intro course, uh, who were the inspirations, who advised you to do things, seniors, teachers, what is the system like at Stanford? Yeah, so um, every student at Stanford gets assigned uh, what's called a Stanford Newcomer Guide. So they're a member of the faculty who advises you throughout the Stanford curriculum. And for the first two years, they're always on hand if you have any questions. Also, you have academic advisors within every dorm, which help advise you about academic choices and what classes to take. So I really relied on them for the first term because I was new to the system. I came from British system in Singapore and to an, coming to an American system was a bit strange at first, but the academic advising team really helped me through that. And in the US in general, they encourage you to explore courses outside of your major. So while I was taking my usual course load in CS and math, I was also able to explore courses in subjects such as Latin and political philosophy, which I really enjoyed. That's interesting. So. Uh... And of course, political philosophy is uh, definitely a need of the hour in terms of discussion. Uh, uh, what was so special about that course? You obviously met your humanities requirements for that. And mm -hmm. also, was it very writing specific? So you had to use uh, the writing center or other resources on campus to succeed on that with that program? Yeah, so this was a very writing heavy course. So we had to write a research paper, a 10 to 15 page research paper on any philosophy of our choice. But again, Stanford was really nice in that because they have something called the Hume Writing Center. So if you have any questions about writing style or essay questions, you can just go to them at any time and they'll help you through your essay and they'll proofread it for you. So yeah, that was a really great experience for me to get used to college level writing and academics early on. Tell me a bit about the quarter system at Stanford. Many students sort of uh, fear the pace of the curriculum and if you miss a day of class, there's uh, mayhem. <laughs> what, do you, what, what is it really like? And what's good about it and what's not that great? Yeah, so I think the core system's a double-edged sword. 
I think it has a lot of benefits, but there are also a lot of drawbacks to it. So in terms of the benefits, I really enjoy the pace of it because you can take a lot more class in a given year and you can explore a lot more subjects in the given year compared to the semester system. But at the same time, since a term is only 10 weeks in the quarter system and every course in Stanford has two sets of midterms and a final, you're never more than two weeks away from an exam period. So it always feels like, always feels like you're preparing for an exam, which cuts, cuts into your time somewhat. Also, while Stanford does have a shopping period, which means for the first three weeks of every term, you can switch it to any course you want, explore as many courses as you want. Because of the course system, if you skip a week of a class, you're very far behind as it is. So that means the shopping period isn't really useful as such in a course system. But both those things combined, I think I would prefer the course system to a semester system because just you can explore more classes in a given period of time. Great. Now, uh, talking a little bit more about your interest in computer science and uh most likely you placed out of classes if you're also a teaching assistant in your first year. Uh, was it worth overloading yourself in high school and doing extracurriculars which are related to computer science? And what, what are the benefits you're seeing uh, with that? Yeah, so I think my experience in high school and before in computer science was really useful for me because whereas a lot of other people come to Stanford with no prior computer education and are learning concepts for the first time, it was sort of, sort of a refresher for me, and that made it that much easier for me to grapple with, with the material and focus on used content, whereas everyone else was grappling with the stuff I'd learned previously. So I think for me it was really useful because I found my passion early and I was able to explore it in high school itself. So that really put me, yeah. Were you also uh, placing out of classes because of your rigorous uh, high school curriculum in math and in CS? How did it work? Yeah, so in Stanford, they have the intro sequence for classes, and then they have the advanced intro sequence for classes. So I placed into the advanced intro sequence for my math and CS classes. And then similarly, I was also taking Latin courses, so I placed into the advanced sequence for the Latin courses instead of the intro sequence for that. A bit more about uh, the computer science program. For a layman, uh, for a student who's say just entering high school, is wide-eyed looking at computer science as uh, you know the thing to do. Uh, what are the different tracks uh, typically students explore within computer science uh, at Stanford? You know, could be the web app dev part or the MLAI bit or embedded systems and other things. What so, do you think works? Yeah. at, how does it work in Stanford? So every Stanford CS major goes to the same common core. So they start with programming basics, they do uh, assembly level stuff, processor programming, and so on. And then in your second and third years, you can start to specialize. So as part of your CS major, you have to specialize in a specific track. And there are nine different tracks. So you have the AI ML track, you have the computational biology track, you have the machine learning and machine uh, vision track, and so on. And if none of those tracks fulfill your needs, you can also create your own track. So there are lots of CS advisors on hand if you want to create your own track, and they'll customize the coursework for you and your needs. Fantastic. And what about extra stuff? Stanford is always known for that Bay Area, Silicon Valley buzz for entrepreneurship. Uh, did you get involved on campus in organizations or even startup ideas which seniors might be floating? Yeah, so I wasn't very heavily involved in the entrepreneurship community in Stanford, but there are a plethora of courses in Stanford that are geared towards entrepreneurship. So I have quite a few friends in a course called ACES, and that's basically a, a startup bootcamp. So they, uh, for the entire term, 
they help you come up with ideas for startups, they give you guidance, they introduce you to people within the Bay Area in your specific fields so they can get your startup off the ground. Right, so how are you focusing on building out uh, your interests at Stanford? I know it's just one year, been just one year, but where do you see if you were to plan things ahead for the second year and third year, how would you do that? So my goal isn't to get involved with industry such. My goal with CS is to get involved with academia and go more down that route. So that's why next year I'm planning to do research within the CS faculty. They have a program called Curious, which means it's really easy for you to find CS research if you're looking for it. So I'm looking to do that. I'm also taking some uh, pretty heavy theory and math courses within the CS department next year, so I can get involved on that track. That's fascinating. I think knowing that early on uh, definitely helps. Uh, so if you were to talk a little bit about extracurriculars you signed up for and early days in Stanford, you know, students typically overload themselves with uh, many club commitments, etc. What was your experience like and which ones are you continuing with? Yeah, so it's pretty daunting coming to Stanford initially and seeing their club catalog because it's extremely hefty. They have thousands of different clubs for different needs. Um, so I tried out a bunch of different things when I first came to campus. I tried out the Ultimate Bridge Club, that wasn't for me. I then uh, tried out one of the, they have something called the Bridge Counseling Project where you can help counsel other students. So I tried that out for a bit. I think I'm gonna continue, continue with that next year. And they also have a number of different clubs which help sponsor and support the local community. So something called Stanford Soup, where you run hiking clubs for uh, underprivileged high school students in the Bay Area. So I'm also continuing with that next year. So I think it's a matter of just trying out as many different clubs as you can, finding the ones which you enjoy, finding the ones which you don't enjoy. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to switch gears and ask you a few rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, so if uh, one were to pick three adjectives which describe your strengths, which ones would it be? Yeah, my personal strengths? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I think hardworking, um, curious. I like exploring subjects outside computer science and um, passionate. <laughs> Great. The second question, if you were to reflect on any embarrassment, failure, mistake high school, in high school or in college, uh, which one would it be and what was the reflection? <laughs> right. So. I think for me, um, we in my high school curriculum, we have GCSEs, which are a board exam in the first and second year. So I remember I took an astronomy GCSE back in my freshman year, a year earlier, compared to the other GCSEs. And I got an A instead of an A star on it. And it sounds really silly, but I was beating myself up for years about it, thinking about how it would jeopardize my future college applications because I got a single A. But I think coming to Stanford and hearing the experiences of so many other people, it really puts in perspective um, my upbringing and how privileged I was because people go through far worse stuff and they come out just fine. So I think understanding that might have setbacks in high school, but if you put them in perspective, they're just a bump along the road. Nothing bad's going to come out of them. It's important to that. Yeah, I think continuing on that way, then I think uh, looking back in your high school journey, Singapore being Singapore, it's, uh, mm -hmm. seems like a very fast paced and competitive uh, high school experience for most students. Uh, and then reflecting on the fact that the people coming to Stanford, same college you were aspiring for, but have very different journeys to get there. Looking back to your high school years, what would you want to change in your entire journey and also in your applications that you sent out? 
Right. Or if there's nothing to change, then you can also brag about things that <laughs> you liked. So I think um, in Singapore and amongst Asian communities in general, there's a tendency to pad your resume. So just take clubs and courses because you think they'll look good in university applications rather than actually serve, rather than do things you're actually passionate about. And whereas in junior and senior year, I kind of veered away from that mentality and started doing things I was passionate about. Freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was still sort of in that Asian mentality of do X, Y, Z because it'll get you into a good university. And I think realizing that that wasn't the right mindset to have with the high school experience was important for me to have. Yeah. Right, so what is it that uh, you think worked though, even though you sort of felt, sort of fell in that stereotype, but what do you think uh, worked the most in your admission to Stanford or other schools that you applied to? So from what I've seen from Stanford students is everyone had a different experience in high school, but the common thread that they all have was they found something they're very passionate about and pursued that really deeply. So I think in my sense, that would be my really heavy involvement in my high school community because I was helping assist with a number of after-school clubs. So for example, I ran a number of different clubs within the computer science department where I taught primary school students how to program. I also did one where I taught students uh, computational principles and prepared them for computing competitions. But then I also did courses where I uh, prepared students for debate competitions as well. I ran MUN clubs in my school, so I think being really heavily involved in my high school uh, community served well in my application. Okay, that's great. I'm going back to uh, the rapid fire <laughs> round again. <laughs> uh, these times are unprecedented, and you know, students and everyone has uh, realized that with the lockdown, you can reflect on things that you've been doing or the world's been sort of going through. What are the few changes that you want to bring about in yourself? Uh, and what habits have you sort of, uh, how have you spent your time and what have you changed about yourself? Yeah, so I think now that I've transitioned to an online learning medium, instead of being in person, you have to be very diligent in how you spend your time because it's very easy for you to waste an entire day just lying in bed or doing something unproductive. So I think during the last three or four months when I've been in Singapore for the lockdown period, I've been really diligent about my time management. So I've been setting alarms for 7.30 every day, waking up, going to the gym, and then planning exactly how I'm going to allocate every hour of the day, which I think has been really useful and will serve me well in the future. That's, that's pretty good. Now, if you were to uh, give advice to people who are disappointed, high schoolers who are supposed to go to college, and you missed that by just a year. <laughs> What if COVID had it last year? Uh, it definitely would be so disappointing. What advice would you give high schoolers uh, who are stuck in a limbo? Yeah, so I think I sympathize with you just because it is a bad situation to be in and it's unfortunate that it had to hit in your freshman year. But I think there are lots of people in the same boat as you, so don't despair because they will work something out and you're not alone in the situation. Right. What about the online experience? I think your uh, your quarter was cut short, but then you had to move online and complete it. How did Stanford adapt, and what was the online benefits of the online education, and how did the social aspect of what you miss on being on campus uh, not get compensated, but at least they tried to sort of help you at least connect with groups and do projects, etc. In a much more social online space. Any thoughts on where education is headed? <laughs> Yeah, so from what I've seen, um, Stanford has transitioned online reasonably well because 
they have daily lectures uploaded by the professors. They also have office hours where they'll have different TAs at different times of the day. So it supports people in any time zone where you can just pop in and ask them a question and leave. So I think in that sense, it's worked out well. And for me, all my CS classes have transitioned very well to the online format because I think CS as a subject is one that can be taught very well over an online format. But I'm also doing the Latin course this quarter, and that hasn't transitioned so well um, to the online format because it's very discussion heavy and discussion based. So I am still confused by how discussion based courses will translate to an online format. But we want to see the STEM courses have transitioned pretty well. So thank you, Nirvik. Uh, this has been uh, very uh, a good use of 15 minutes. Definitely uh, quick and uh, precise responses from you. Uh, we are organizing a few panels where I'd love to invite you uh, to uh, discuss things with uh, a small group of students. So looking forward to that. And sure. all the best and make the best of your summer. All right. Thank you.